This is the Byron Bledsoe Podcast, Senior Pastor of C3 Church in Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. Good morning, C3. It's an honor to be with you today. Wherever you might be watching from, I just want to say thank you for joining us. And as I was thinking about um, this week and what I was going to share, I was reminded of something kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a baby take its first steps. I have three nephews and one niece, and so I've been there a few times for this occasion when they take those first few steps, and they're kind of you know wobbly and kind of they get one step, maybe two steps, and then they start to just fall down. But everybody in the room, when they see that moment start to happen, they lose their mind, and they start cheering and encouraging the kid to keep going, and everybody says, get a camera, we gotta capture this moment, because if we didn't capture the moment, it didn't happen. So everybody just is freaking out, trying to capture the moment and they give the child so much encouragement. And I was thinking about that and how I've never been walking in a Walmart and seen around the corner a giant crowd just clapping and cheering me on, just blow their minds blown of how I'm just taking one step at a time. And I think that's because what was once special is now simple. You see, when things become familiar, sometimes that's because you know growth happens and that's a good thing, but sometimes when we get close to something and we familiarize ourselves with something, um, we can take what was meant to be special and make it simple. And we do this in the Word of God all the time, something that maybe we've heard a lot or stories or different principles or truths. We hear it a lot and that becomes simple and we take the power that is in it out of it. And this morning I want to talk about a story that you've probably heard before. I don't know where you're coming from, what you've heard, what you've been through, but I I have a good guess that you've probably heard this story before you have an idea of this story. And this morning I want to talk about two people named David and Goliath. And just in case you might have um, needed a refresher for the story or maybe you haven't heard it, um, I'll give you a quick synopsis of what has been going on in the story before we jump into what we'll talk about this morning. And basically, um, David is this shepherd boy. He's asked by his dad to take uh, lunch to his brothers who are out in the Israelite army. And the Israelites are, are battling against the Philistines right now. And so the dad wants David to go take some lunch to them and just check on them, see how they're doing. And David says, absolutely, I'll do it. And he runs off to meet the Israelite army. And as he gets there and is connecting with his brothers and talking to people, he hears this booming, ominous voice. And immediately, all the Israelites start to run away. And David looks and he sees this giant, this nine-foot giant named Goliath. And Goliath starts to taunt um, Israel and taunt God in, in front of everybody. And David immediately gets this like righteous rage about what are we going to do? Why are we just letting this guy say whatever he wants and just talk and, and disrespect our God and our people like this? We have to do something. And he starts to create such a ruckus in a, in a scene that the king of Israel, King Saul, says, hey, hey, bring that guy to me. And so what we see happen is David goes to meet the king in his tent. And I don't know how you would enter a king's tent or like a king's throne room, but David does the exact opposite of what we do. You might, you might like bow or curtsy or like kiss his ring, I don't know. But what he does is he comes in boldly. He comes in and he says, listen, I'm the guy for the job. Put me in, coach. I want to be the person to take out Goliath. I think I can do it. 
and immediately saw with a probably a, a smirk and a chuckle says, all right, let's slow down a little bit, buddy. Like uh, you're, you're just a boy. You're, you're only a boy. And so David feels challenged and says, okay, well, here's my resume. Here's the things I've done. I'm a shepherd boy, yeah, but whenever a lion or a bear would come and try to take one of the sheep, I would immediately chase it down and I would kill that beast. So I know I'm, I'm good at killing things bigger than myself. So because I've done it with the lion and the bear, I know that God is gonna be with me again to be able to handle Goliath. And right then and there, King Saul is convinced with David's resume. And that's exactly where I want to jump in this morning. It's in verse 38, Samuel 17, um, that I want to start. And it says this, Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. You see, maybe you've never had like uh, 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 an armor put on you. But we all have weight that we've had put on ourselves, whether it's a weight we put on ourselves or someone else is putting on us. Maybe it's the weight of your job and trying to provide for your family. Maybe it's your family and the relationships you have in your life. Maybe it's your marriage or something else in your life that you feel a weight. And sometimes the weight is good because it's meant to be a, a reminder that we have something important, a value that we need to provide for and protect. But sometimes when other people put things on us, we have to deal with the weight of unnecessary uh, expectations. And sometimes people can put a weight on us that was never meant to be carried. God didn't ask for a soldier to go face Goliath. He wanted a shepherd boy to go face Goliath. So David trying to dress up and look the part of a soldier was completely unnecessary. And he would have been weighed down in trying to face Goliath. And so what we see is maybe in a battle in your own life. And I know you might be thinking, Nate, a battle, that's kind of a stretch. I mean, I'm not like in the movie Gladiator. I'm not going and, and fighting and swinging swords and slinging arrows. But listen, maybe you've walked out of a doctor's office this week and, and you just found some terrible news about yourself or a loved one. I think that's a battle. Maybe you've had to deal with some relational corruption and dysfunction this week. I think that's a battle. So maybe it doesn't look exactly the same, but I think we deal today with similar battles that they dealt with back then. They just look a little different. But maybe you're busy um, trying to look the part so much, and that's the reason you're losing the battle. You see, we can get so consumed with trying to look the part, with trying to look like we have the right amount of income and success, and we have the right people around us. We often go bankrupt trying to look like we have money. We often jump from relationship to relationship trying to look like we're not lonely. We are very good at wearing masks and we've been doing it for a long time, but that's not what David was going to do. He knew he had to do something better and he had to be better. And that's why we see in the next verse, in verse 39, it says this, David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around. He tried it out. He wasn't gonna just dismiss what Saul was putting on him. He, he tried to walk around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. David was honest with himself and with the king. He wasn't gonna pretend and, and take a disadvantage in the battle 
because he wanted to look the part or he didn't want to be embarrassed in front of the king or embarrassed in front of the army. So he was honest. So that tells me when we lack authenticity, we fail the opportunity. If he had gone out there and was bogged down by the weight of the armor, he would have been slow. He would have not been as successful in fighting Goliath. And so we see any time in our own life, we have the ability to lie and we can do a lie pretty well. Like we can lie to get a job. I can lie to get a teaching job, but the second I have to start teaching galactic chemistry, you're gonna realize pretty quickly, I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. So we have to be honest to a point to where we don't set ourselves up for failure later. So the first question I wanna ask you today is, what do I need to drop? David knew exactly what he needed to drop to be successful in the battle to come. So what is it that you have in your own life what is it that you need to drop so that you can be successful in facing the giants in your daily life? And then we see in the next verse, David starts to take hold of something. It says this, then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch in the shepherd's bag, with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. You see, he already had what he needed. He came to the battle line. He came to where they were at with what he needed to be successful. And I think the next question I want to ask you is this. What do you need to hold? We asked, I just asked you this. What do you need to drop? But what do you need to hold? I think we are called to have an ambidextrous kind of faith where we're constantly evaluating and thinking through what are the things I need to be getting rid of, whether it's things that I'm trying to hold on to that I don't need to or things people are throwing at me. What are the things I need to keep dropping and letting go of? And then what are the things that God's giving me, the truth and the power that I need to keep holding on to? So what are those things that you need to drop and you need to hold? You see, David was comfortable here because he had been here before. Not only did he hold this in his hand, but he held it in his mind. He remembered the battles before, so he knew that there was gonna be a victory ahead because he knew when he saw the bear, when he saw the lion, he took hold of the things that he had in his possession and he was victorious over those um, beasts. And so because he knew that it happened back then and he had experienced it and he remembered it, he knew that the same outcome would happen again. And so, What's interesting is he did instinctually what he did in obscurity. You see, when no one is looking, how are you functioning? When no one is around, when people can't judge your decisions or your actions, how are you going about your day? How are you acting? What is the kind of person you are becoming? You see, David was prepared in those moments with the lion and the bear, even though he might not have realized it, even though it might have not been what he expected or wanted, all of a sudden he was prepared for Goliath because of his preparation with the lion and the bear. And so when we answer these two questions, what do I need to drop and what do I need to hold? That is when we can run at the giants. That's when we can run at the giants. That's exactly what David did. It says this in verse 48, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. And what's interesting, it says earlier in the passage that the second that Goliath came out, 
all of the Israelites fleed. They ran away. But it's interesting that now that it's David's turn, it's his time to go meet Goliath. He does the exact opposite of what everybody else did. And I think that's a reminder that sometimes we're called to go against the current of what everyone else is doing. And that can be scary. But I think David had a kind of confidence because of who was with him. And I remember when I was in middle school, there was this guy named Pedro. Pedro, he, he had a full beard. So maybe it's not like a middle schooler you, you're used to. Um, I'm pretty sure Pedro drove to middle school. Like he, he had been there for a minute. Um, Pedro was kind of like the biggest guy um, and, and the toughest guy. And for whatever reason, me and Pedro were friends. Um, and there was a week in middle school where a lot of fights were happening. A lot of craziness was going on. And you see, I, I, I had like Harry Potter glasses had like a bowl cut. I kind of looked like a poster child for someone who was going to get beat up that week. And so I was really nervous. I didn't know what was about to go down. And I remember one day Pedro came up to me and he said this. He said, listen, if something starts to happen and someone comes at you, just know I got your back. And I remember the way I walked into school that next day, I had a different level of confidence. I was almost looking for a fight because I knew Pedro had my back. Now I hope Pedro would come through. But I, I just realized in that moment and remembering that memory that if I was so confident with some hairy eighth grader, why should I be any less confident when I face things in my life today with the God of the universe? We have to remember who is on our side. If God spoke everything into existence and created everything within a week and had enough time to take a day off, I think he can handle what you're going through in this moment today. And that's not to minimize it. That's just to remind you and so that you can take courage in the fact that you have a God who's going to fight with you in the battles in your life. And so David had this confidence. And I think that is how he was able to step into the valley to face Goliath. And you see, we are called to step in it as followers of Christ. And we're called to do that. And the thing that I love about God is he doesn't ask us to do something he's not willing to do. You see, God stepped in just like we're called to step in. God stepped in and left perfection, left heaven so that we could have a relationship with him. He came down and humbled himself and became a man so that we could know that we have eternal life in him. He was murdered on a cross so that I could have eternal life. He stepped in. So now I am called to step in. And so maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with God. I would love the honor to lead you in a prayer to start that here today. Now it's not going to fix everything. You're going to, you're going to leave this, this um, video message and you're going to still deal with the same giants that you had before you logged on today, but just know that when you leave, you have someone else fighting with you now. You have the God of the universe on your side. And I don't think there's a better ally that you could have to face the day-to-day -day life challenges than our God. So if you wanna start a relationship with God today, just bow your head wherever you're at and pray this prayer with me. Dear God, thank you so much for your presence. And God, I, I know I've made mistakes and I've, I've messed up and I've fallen short of your perfect standard. But God, I know that you made a way when you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross and raise again three days later for me. And God, I believe that you did that 
And God, I also commit my life to serving you and serving others the rest of my life the best way I know how. Thank you for your forgiveness. It's in your great name that I pray. Amen. 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 Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, we would love to know that. All you need to do is text your first name to 407-487-8311. And we would just love to pray for you by name this week. And we also want to send you a free gift. So just do that real quick. And we would love to be doing that for you. Also, just remember, next week, next Sunday, C3 is going to be happening again. So we would love for you to join us. Hope you have an incredible week and that you face the giants that are in your life. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. We hope this message encouraged you and inspired you. Would you share it with someone that you're connected with? And also, if you want to be a part of supporting this incredible life-giving movement, you can text C3 Orlando to 77977. You can also go to our safe and secure giving website at giveC3.cc. Listen, we love you guys. We're praying for you. We'll see you next week.